Let's continue our daily Bible reading for this Wednesday. We're into December now. It's December the 1st. And uh, technically for today, we are on Exodus chapter 19, but I didn't get a chance to do a video yesterday. So we're going to do uh, chapters 18 and 19. But what I want you to see, though, is in general, here's life outside of Egypt, outside of the slavery that they were in there. Yeah, slavery was a horrible thing. But now that they have their freedom, similar to when we have our freedom, we have great responsibility. And so when you look at uh, after uh, crossing the Red Sea and God brings them across there, chapter 16, they run into the problem of what do they eat? Uh, they need to find some, some way to eat. God provides for that. Chapter 17, they run into the problem of where do they find what they're going to drink? Again, God provides that for them. Chapter 18, they see that now that they're outside of the rule of, of uh, a monarch and a king in, um, in Egypt, now they got to settle disputes among themselves. So here's life living in that freedom. Freedom doesn't mean we don't have any responsibility. In fact, it means that we even have more responsibility now to live as civil people, to work together, to, um, uh, to find what we need to eat and to, uh, um, and, and to drink and, and then to care for one another and, and to settle disputes that we're going to have. So here's life in the real world. And I might add, too, that all three of them show examples of the fact that we live in a fallen world, a fallen world where we where hunger, we thirst. Uh, but I think of the picture of heaven that uh, the book of Revelation describes for, them, uh, describes for us, where God says, never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. Uh, in heaven, God's going to provide for all of that uh, for us. But while we're here on earth, God intended that the way the, the world should be. Look back in, in uh, Genesis 1 and 2, when God first created mankind and all of the world, uh, they were taken care of. They had their jobs to do, uh, but but they were taken care of. Part of the effect of sin in this world uh, leads to all these things that now they're having to deal with. But the other thing what I want you to notice is in chapter 18 and in chapter 19, Moses begins to fill this role of mediator. He's a mediator between uh, the people and each other, as we find out in chapter 18. And then in chapter 19, he becomes a mediator between the people and God. Now, this prefigures the mediation that Jesus is going to do on our behalf. In a much greater way, Jesus is that mediator between us and God. He pleads our case before God. Uh, but let's go back to chapter 18 real quick. So chapter 18, the moral of the story is, listen to your father-in-law. Well, at least in Moses' case, his father-in-law has great advice for him. Moses has a role to play, and he dare not go outside of that role because he's going to burn himself out. Uh, and that's what happens as Moses tries to play, uh, be all things to all people, to the people. And fortunately, uh, God blessed uh, Moses' father-in-law with some great wisdom, and Moses listens to that. But chapter 19 then takes us in the role of mediation where Moses is called to be a part of. And God brings them to Mount Sinai. So now, again, you've got these people that have been slaves for the last plus 400 plus years. They had to make no decisions on their own. They were told when they got up, when they went to bed, what they would eat, what they would do. Um, no decisions on their own. Now suddenly they're a nation by themselves, off by themselves. Um, can you and I live without any guidelines, with any boundaries in our life? No. We need those boundaries. Thank God. God for the boundaries that say, hey, we drive on the right-hand side of the road. Uh, the boundary that says you can't take someone else's life or their property. Um, and all those, those are good boundaries. Those are blessed things. Those rules 
um, are given by those who love us. Think about who, who placed rules on you um, early on. If you were blessed with good parents and faithful parents, they gave boundaries for you to protect you, to keep you safe. And actually, you kind of loved those boundaries, even though you pushed at them hard. Oftentimes, you pushed at them in order to make sure that they were really solid boundaries and you had a good, a good structure around you. So God's going to give them boundaries or rules. And he's going to give it to them at Sinai. And of course, we know those as the Ten Commandments, which I'll talk about again uh, tomorrow when we get into that actual text in chapter 20. But in 19, I want you to see now this, how we see a picture of the fact that God and man are really separated. God is in heaven. We're here on this earth. We're sinners. God's a holy God. We are not holy. This sin that we've committed has separated us from God. It's not that God wanted that to happen. We sinned and separated ourselves from God. So they get a visual of that here in chapter 19. 19, as God tells Moses, tell him to come up to the mountain, but don't come up into the mountain. You need to keep your separation there. There's a, there's this sin that separates us. Something needs to mediate between the two. And like I said, Moses is that mediator in Old Testament times, but he's prefiguring. He's a, he's a type of Christ uh, in that he speaks to to God for the people. But of course, he's not Jesus. Moses is not perfect himself. He falls short too. Fortunately, God sent one who was the perfect mediator between him and, and us. And that one came down to us. It's Christmas time. It's Advent. Took on human flesh. Incarnation. He took on our flesh. Um, he, he, he lived our life. He walked our life. He died our death. He rose from the dead. And that's what gives us salvation. So I want you to see that as you go through chapter 19, as God sets this up. He also makes this place a very holy place. It's set apart. This isn't routine. This isn't common. Um, we live in the unclean and the common. God lives in the holy and he draws us into that as he forgives us and makes us holy by what Jesus did for us. He makes us unique people because we're children of God now brought into that covenant uh, through, uh, through what Jesus Christ did for us. And it's ours by faith, by believing in Jesus. So here's the setup going into the Ten Commandments. Um, so read it, look at details. Got any questions? Please, please, please shoot them back to me. It's the time that Advent starts. Um, I hope that you got one of the Behold the Child devotions. If you didn't, let me know ASAP. Um, I will get that to you and uh, and get started reading on those devotions as we get focused on Behold, not the not the parties, not the presents, not the not the get-togethers. Those are all very important, and we ought to have those. But they all come about because of the child. God bless you, Shereen.